0: Geese fly in a V. Do you? We don't mean like, do you actually flap your arms and take flight. We mean something else, obviously.
1: We mean sticking together as a team and striving to lead.
0: Are you selfless and pick
2: others up? Do you stand by the side and cheer as a friend?
1: Do you lead a team and carry responsibilities on your back?
2: These are questions we asked ourselves today, and you should too. We welcome you to Rollo's Writing Room. Welcome back, guys. It's Marissa, and my fun fact is I believe fall starts on September 1st, winter starts on December 1st, spring begins on March 1st, and summer begins on June 1st. Don't fight me on this. I strongly back my opinion.
0: Hello there. My name is Abby, and I have at least 30 dead bugs in my bedroom. Don't worry, they're all in a glass case, okay?
1: I think you said that. Um, Hey, hey, I'm Liberty, the last of your three hosts. And my fun fact is that once when I was in second grade, I tripped over a crate because we had like flexible seating and the crate was in the middle too. I was skipping because I was happy when I was eight. I tripped over the crate, fell on the corner of the desk and busted my eyebrow open When the teacher came over, she said, that's why we tie our shoes, and I looked down and saw Crocs with my fluttershy gibbet in them.
0: Yeah, that's annoying. I resent her to
1: this day.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, geese can teach us a lesson.
1: They fly in a V-shape, but, like, why? It's
2: not just to look pretty. It actually boosts them further.
0: Flying in the V-shape helps the geese go
2: 72% faster.
1: You may be asking how that relates to us, and don't get me wrong, it's a fair question.
2: As of now, we are a team flying until the end of Nano. Together, we will type faster and make it to the end coming out strong. When a goose gets sick or wounded,
0: two other geese will drop out of formation and follow it down to help it and protect it, and they'll stay with it until it dies or can fly again. Then they'll launch out and join another V formation or catch up to the one they were in.
1: It's a pretty good lesson. We pick each other up and keep going. Sure, we may miss a day of writing, but we'll help each other through it. Geese also honk encouragement at the front goose to keep going. We
2: can take some time to look at geese and strive to be them. How does this affect our day-to-day life?
1: That's a good question. How <laughs> <laughs> does it affect our <matter> day-to-day life?
0: <laughs> well, like, humans have to work together because we're a very, very outgoing society. We're not really, like, mm-hmm. we don't keep to ourselves as much as... Other species do.
1: Yeah. But I don't think we encourage each other as much no. as we do. And but like, I feel
2: like that kind of ties yeah. to social media.
1: So uh, we have to strive to be the geese in that formation. Yeah. Okay.
2: But like are we
0: sure those geese are honking encouragement like, You can do it, buddy. I believe in you. Or is it like, You're a weak lean Harold. My grandma can fly faster than you with one wing tied behind her back.
2: That. <laughs> okay, but how how do we know that? Like we... did scientists just decide to be
0: positive that day or I'm not sure we need someone to invent like a human to goose translator. I mean yeah. goose to human translator and like mm-hmm. figure that Definitely. out. Definitely.
1: I want one for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so with nano we all have to fly together to make it to the end and lift each other up as a class all together.
2: Yeah. We also have to do that with this podcast. Yeah, that's, like, why,
1: that's, why, we're, <laughs> yeah, that's why we're doing this mm-hmm. podcast so we can kind of lead the front goose We'll be the front goose mm-hmm.
2: cool. to help you with your writing.
0: Oh, and like when a goose drops out of the formation, it feels the air resistance. And like when you work alone, it's harder to keep going on. Mm-hmm. Instead of when you're working on a team.
2: Yeah. All <laughs> need to work together and help each other be the best we can be. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping to try to guide you through this nano process. And geese flying in a V kind of relates back to why nano was started. They, they <laughs> formed it to strive towards a common goal.
1: Yeah, we all get to do it together. That's yes. really fun and I like it. But also... Dun, dun, dun. Here's my little twist. I've already worked on my novel a bit, and it's at 21,000. So now we get to see when Nano starts, if it does work.
2: Okay. But I'm not. We'll host a little experiment. And maybe, like, every (laughs) podcast will, like, update you on Liberty's word count. It's, like,
1: 21,000.
2: Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah.
1: That's really strong, Liberty. I don't know what it was before. But I spent way too much. But now I'll be focusing that to reading yes. because I'm <laughs> struggling in the reading department. Uh, Twenty-one thousand five hundred and
2: thirty-four.
1: Yeah. Okay, it's strong. Is. It is. Strong. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's a strong word count. <laughs> yeah. Nano, I'm a different breed. <laughs> like, yeah. well, we did the survivor story. We did a survivor story last year for our advanced CLA, mm-hmm. and we all had to write a survivor story. I thought it was so cool. I wrote like four thousand words, but now compared to this, I look really stupid. <laughs> I wrote
2: three pages, guys. I, think I, wrote, I wrote three, a three couple pages. Thousand two. A couple
1: of fa- yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah.
2: all did better than me. Mine was about a tomato.
1: Yours was about that. a tomato. Yeah, mine How was about you? a tomato.
2: I liked I it. Like
1: savvy. I was like a full on just yeah like post <laughs> It
2: was like the. Uh, like the sea. Oh hear. yeah, see no
1: evils, hear no evils, speak no evils. Yeah, those were probably the best monsters I've made, yes. and I was very proud of them. Mm-hmm.
2: It's cool.
1: I thought they were cool too, Abby. What was yours about?
2: Oh, It was like historical fiction, the Black Plague.
1: Right. Oh, Black I forgot Black. how many people did that last year.
2: Yeah, I was gonna do that until I realized that I don't have. I had a week to do this, and I did not have time. So I decided to write about a tomato. Having to not be made into a pizza. so oh.
1: yeah. Did he get made into a pizza? No, he
2: didn't. He got thrown out because he was a rotten tomato. Oh, that's...
1: I but can't. then,
2: guess what? You found he his He met friends. his friend
1: Yay. on Yay. the compost pile. Oh, that's... Ex- so happily oh, ever after.
2: Tomato bonding. Yes.
1: yes. Tomato bonding. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah, that I was my that. awesome
2: storyline, guys.
1: So smart, Marissa. Yeah, thank you. Oh, cute. Fun fact: most of my family does not like tomatoes. Well,
2: I don't like tomatoes as a food, but you know I like like pizza sauce. And I like, like
1: ketchup. Yeah,
2: ketchup <laughs> is awesome.
0: Like t- some t- varieties of tomatoes are sweeter than others, so it kind of yeah. depends on what Wait, tomato they you're are? eating. There's like a grape yeah. tomato.
2: I know that.
1: Uh, like. Are, they, are those like this? Oh, no, those are cherry tomatoes. And they yeah. taste sweeter cherry when they're
0: fresh. Tomatoes. So, like, most of the stuff in the store has been transported from thousands of miles away, so it probably doesn't taste as good as it would if it were fresh-picked. Mm-hmm.
1: So, wow. I mean, my diet consists of a five-year-old.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, that's I mean, wrong, Liberty. Dino
1: nuggets, <laughs> mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah,
2: buttered noodles. Buttered noodles are amazing.
1: They're awesome. I exactly. do. Because I used to hate, like, the actual, t- like, feeling of tomato slices mm-hmm. in the tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. So I just converted it to butter noodles. But, yeah. like, I'm not the type of good uh, sleepover who goes, is there buttered noodles? No, I just eat. But, like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: definitely. But five-year-old diets are amazing. And I don't know why anyone goes from that.
1: Let's dive deeper, but before this, we have an ad.
3: Have you ever wanted to commit a crime so horrendous you would have to run from the law? Obviously, who has it? I'm Lazy Larry, and I'm here to help you with your problem. I present to you, Evil Twin. War crimes? Blame it on the twin. Treasony? Blame it on the twin. Espionage? Blame it on the twin. Lazy Larry Inc. is not responsible for the arrest or death sentence of its customers, unless Evil Twin is being paid into be in
0: Hello, and welcome back to Rollo's Writing Room. We're now moving into segment two.
2: Let's discuss a thing we do a lot out of school. What about social media? Most people our age spend hours upon hours on it.
1: Is it positive? Is it not? Most of us find it a vital source that we need to check every day of every hour.
2: But I think we don't.
1: No. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> the only, I only have two social medias, and I barely use them. It's just Instagram and Snapchat.
2: I have Pinterest, and that's it.
1: Oh, Pinterest count? I have Pinterest, but I never, like, treat it as a social media. It's not, like, as much social media as
3: others.
0: Yeah, it's mostly to look at, like, recipes and Halloween costume ideas. Mm -hmm.
1: Not me looking at wedding dresses on it, but, like, okay. Hey, but those are so pretty. (laughs) Please. And then, like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But is it... Positive. So, did you guys ever have, I know TikTok's a popular one. Oh,
0: never?
2: No? None of you did. My parents would never let me.
1: I had TikTok before it was TikTok. I mean, I'm that old. I don't even. I don't <laughs> We're remember. not even old, Liberty. I, know, but I don't even remember what it was before that, but I did have it.
2: Oh, wait, there was another app.
1: Well, it was the same as TikTok, but they had to change the name. I have no idea why.
2: Was it, was it Musically?
1: Yes, it was was, Musically. It was Musically. Yeah, please. I remember that. My
2: older cousin had it. It was funny.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I had it. And then um, I realized it was a waste of time Mm -hmm. for bad reasons. And that I didn't need it anymore. And Mm -hmm. it only bothered me for a few weeks like because i would go on my phone i would look to where to tap where tiktok would Mm -hmm. be and then it wouldn't be there like oh right i deleted it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and then i got over it yeah (laughs) now it doesn't bother me at all
2: so social media also relates back to geese and how there's like positive and negative honking
0: possibly (laughs) yeah Yeah. Mm. and like we don't need really a Human-to-human translator here. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) unless there's, like, languages, but we have that. We have a language translator. Unless you
1: know, like, those people who post, like, comments and, like, that's so cute.
0: I mean, like, sometimes honking, like, it motivates the goose, we think. Social media can sometimes be a motivator, like, when you hear positive, feel-good stories or but a lot of the time, it's not, really. Mm-hmm. No.
2: There's always that bad apple. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's all just, like, full of drama, and some of that drama just spills over into your daily life, and it's, like, drama squared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. especially
1: when you come to school, if you had this drama build up while you're at home, while you may be texting, or maybe you, like, posted a video, and it was a... Interesting drama spilling Mm -hmm. one. And then you just go to school and everybody just like hates. Yeah,
2: You have to remember you see these people later, most likely. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. (laughs) They're not going to like, the thing with cyberbullying is people do it so much because they're behind a screen. But the thing about school is (laughs) you're not going to meet them.
2: Just remember, just because you're behind a screen. You're eventually gonna see these people again.
1: Okay. Another thing, do we feel left out that we're not in? Not the group? at all,
2: whatsoever. Not really.
1: Because yeah. once again, we pick it up from our classmates who do have it, mm-hmm. but we just get the we get the good part of it. Because yeah. We're not on it. We don't exactly. waste our time on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not involved in the discussion. Yeah. But we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're blind to it, yeah. which is what most kids probably. About is I am not gonna know anything. All my friends are gonna hate me. They're gonna realize that I don't know nothing. But well,
2: no, doesn't none me. of us have it, and we all <laughs> <Yeah>. have friends. <laughs> I think Somehow I have. we're alive.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we're breathing just fine. <laughs>
2: and look, we get to do this, and it's awesome. It's so much fun. It's
0: fun. Yeah, and like people can live without social media. We've lived without social media for thousands of years. Mm-hmm.
2: And just in like the last what, twenty years or so. Yeah.
1: You gotta look at it. You can't really miss what you don't have and exactly. those people didn't have social media.
2: Mm-hmm. And look, they are now doing just fine in this world. Just so. fine.
1: <laughs> Since all three of us don't really use social media, what do you do with that time instead?
2: Well, I read a lot, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a good way to improve. Yeah, Literature like, skills and all of
1: that.
0: Yeah, like, I read and doodle a lot, so
2: that's...
1: Yes. yes.
2: And Liberty, what do you do?
1: Oh, um, here's the thing about me. I just watch shows on Peacock, and I know it's boring, but, like, I also read and I do my homework because I always mm-hmm, feel like definitely. I have some sort of schoolwork to do.
0: And also, people usually use social media because they feel it's the only way to keep in touch with your friends and the people you know. But, like, you know, there's another form of communication that doesn't need Wi-Fi. It's called writing a letter.
2: Nice, yeah.
1: Dang, Abby, <laughs> that, was, that was cool. You're and, and, you know, you,
2: I'm guessing on all of your phones you have text messages. You know, that's another way to contact your friends.
1: The fact how social media. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, I don't like, think so. It's not
0: really a connected network. Like, not everyone is seeing your texts. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, between oh, yeah. maybe your parents Personal. or your very close friends. Yeah.
1: I have Marissa's phone number. I do have Liberty's phone number. Yeah, we use it for
0: show choir. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in to Rolo's writing room. Next we have Sage Wisdom.
3: Enjoy. Do you smell popcorn? That's right. Sixth grade is having popcorn and you're not. Are you mad? Better be. You want popcorn? Yes. That stinks. Better luck next time. Don't Don't get get your your school popcorn popcorn today. today. Welcome to Sage Wisdom with your host, Sage. Today, i will be talking to Haven. How are you doing, Haven? I'm doing lovely. How are you doing, Sage? I'm doing just fine. So um, today, we're going to be talking to Haven about uh, books, NaNo, your opinions on writing, all the general info. Haven, is there anything you want to get out of your system before we start? <laughs> um, uh, NaNoWriMo, it's exciting, but like, I'm ready
4: for it, but like, not at the same time. It's, it's a weird feeling.
3: Yeah, I've got... That's a general feeling I feel like everybody has. Yeah. It's just a, will I be able to get 50,000 words? Because it sounds like a lot. It is. It is a lot, but (laughs) it sounds a lot more intimidating than it is. Yeah. What are some ways that you find inspiration, like that you're finding inspiration for your book?
4: I went in, like, before, so I take some of those ideas and, like, kind of, like, recreate them in a way. I also ask like my mom mainly for help too, which she's super helpful. And I also go on TikTok, which I search up writing prompts and it gives me like these little things and then I can make big things out of little things.
3: Yeah. Like you said, you use some of your old things and you turn them into better or you combine them and you make them into a bigger thing. I think that technique works like really well Mm -hmm. for a lot of people because sometimes I'll go back to something I wrote in fourth grade and I'll come back and I have a entire thing written out as a different idea but it's so much better it's spelled out better it's just compiling your old work and turning it into something better is just a talent that yeah. I think it can turn out a uh, beautifully yeah <laughs> do you have
4: a general idea for your book uh right now I do yes um so my thing is based off of another character in a show I've seen before and I feel so bad because I'm giving this girl so much trauma, but it fits with the story. So the girl's name is going to be Jessica Rue, and she's going to be a doctor, but has had a hard time because her mother left her at, like, a fire station when she was young and then went into, like, foster care and was in these super abusive homes and, like, and started living in her car at, like, 17. She's going through it. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, lord. (laughs) And she falls in love with this guy, but then he turns out to be super abusive and manipulative.
3: That is, ugh. sorry. Yeah, and,
4: she, <laughs> and she can't escape it, and it's awful. But then one night she does because she found out she was pregnant, and then but then she lost the baby due to him. Oh lord! So she left that night and stuff, and went to like this like little refugee area with women who went through similar similar situations. So it's very like sad I guess but like I feel better for her and she starts going to therapy too and gets a job as an intern at a hospital and then like she finds a new love too and he's awesome and he's super supportive and awesome one day um the ex comes back to her hospital that she works at and files for a divorce for the her and the husband and he tries to attack her at one point, too. And her new boyfriend knocks him out and stuff. Old. And then... <laughs> yeah. Old. And when he wakes up again, he tries to attack the one girl, but's in restraints. And so he falls and hits his head and is now brain dead. Bro. And she's still legally, like, his, like, guardian, I guess, in a way. Like, marriage, it's the... Yeah. You, you get the choice. <laughs> yeah. And she decides she's going to outplug him and donate his organs... And then her and her boyfriend will eventually get married and stuff. And she finds out she's going to be
3: pregnant. The dad is going to die. Bro, she this is an emo- emotional roller coaster. Yeah. That actually that brings me back on the topic from last time, grief. Um this is kind of related to it, like trauma. A lot of times I use that term a lot, but <laughs> a lot of times before the book started, they've had a history, and that's where the trauma st- stems from. But it's really there's a bunch of different ways that you can tell the backstory of a character from the character's perspective, or it's slowly announced. Like I love when books do a slow reveal; like you have to piece it together yourself, and eventually, it's like a oh my what! Like yeah, it's hard to describe. I don't like it when it doesn't make sense. It, yeah, like it's a build up for huh? Like it's one of yeah. those moments because. <laughs> With trauma it's this character doesn't like this certain like the antagonist for this reason because of something they dealt with in the past. Like it just it all wraps together. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It does. (laughs) But is there like a certain way you're thinking of telling her backstory or where is she starting off in the book? Where is the book starting?
4: (laughs) I haven't made it official, but I've had the idea of the my main character, Jesse. Um, Her being on her, like, deathbed and telling her daughter, Sadie, the story of, Oh, that is so good. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, that's how it could, like, start, and then the ending could be, like, when she dies, and then have, like, another book, even, and have, like, Sadie's, like, Sadie's point of view or whatever.
3: That, actually, that is a really good setup. So, I have another idea of... another talking point, if you will. What is a title for you? What will pull you into a book? Does the title have anything to do with that or?
4: For other books, I would say, yeah, because like you could see this one thing and it would be like this huge, like, oh my gosh, this could be an amazing book. And you read
3: it and it's like
4: an, even better than what you're expecting. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's awesome.
3: I think for me personally, I, I think I said this in the last episode, but I'm a songwriter. And a lot of the time I will create a song based off a title I come up with. Um, it just, for me, it helps spread creativity. Like, a very basic thing could just be, like, a novel out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about it. Stephen King, he probably came up with it. He obviously came up with the name after he wrote the book. But it was It. And that's, yeah. and that's It, literally. Whoa. But sometimes it's maybe just the name Stephen King. And just It? What it, what could this consist of? Yeah. Like, I- it's all, you look at the book, you read the summary, that's what pose you in. Mm-hmm. What... What makes a book appealing to you? What, like, attracts you to the book? Well, that sounded weird. a lot weird. <laughs> of things. Usually it's, like, just, like, how, like, they
4: word it, too. That could be a huge thing. In the summary of when you're wording things, you can, like, explain something, but then you could go into, like, get rid of this detail, but add another detail. But then you could also, like, throw it off, but, like, then it,
3: like, still adds together, if that makes sense. Well, it's, like, a, a plot twist that, Kind of pulls you in to read the book itself because yeah. it's um, when you're writing, like say an essay for school, you have to get the hook, and the hook for a book. I'm spitting bars here. Um, is the summary on the back, or maybe even the title, maybe just the cover art. It's yeah. bas- It's all up to the reader, and that's why be- sometimes for me, that's why being an author is just so. How do you do that? Like yeah, exactly. It consists of so like knowing your audience well enough, knowing how to knowing how to draw someone in perfectly and not get like make them run away within the first five mm-hmm. words. Like it mm, there's so much that's there's so much that goes into that. Yeah a good question what are some of like the ideas that you had in the past that just like never worked out i have a lot what are some reasons why they didn't work out
4: this one idea i've had that for so long like there's this detective and he's hunting down this one guy that kills at night but what he doesn't realize is that he is a killer oh that's actually and so he's tracking himself down
3: that reminds me of the what was his name there the it was a play and he got the sphere oedipus oh Oedipus, that reminds me of that because he came back and didn't know he was the one he was searching for. That's kind of, that reminds me of the revising old stories. But it's not, it's like not your original story, but it's still taking a very, like, well-known thing and turning it into your own thing. Yeah, like, even from, like, the chapter we read, and there's a chapter all about that. There is, and I think, I think that's genuinely a really good idea to get inspiration. Mm -hmm. Just, like, you read Red Riding Hood and you turn it into the subtle... Meaning of a different book that could be about mm-hmm. something completely different. Yeah. Um,
4: another idea I had is a cook and a killer team up together. You really like the killers. Yeah, my dad came up with that one actually, and it was I just liked
3: it. It seemed interesting. A cook and a killer. That's uh, Sweeney Todd, uh, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Oh yeah, Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of.
4: Yeah, I've had so many trial and errors with, like, finding a book to, like, actually write about. And my mom came up with the one I'm going to write about,
3: but—and
4: I've added stuff,
3: and I really like it. Uh, for me, actually, I have to—when I'm writing something, I have to hook myself into it. Like, if I don't That's enjoy— a big thing. Yeah, if I don't enjoy what I started writing off with, I'm not going to continue writing it, and I'm not going to want to come back to it because I, by default, don't enjoy what I have written. Yeah, like, my mom even
4: said, do you think you can, like— Go on and actually
3: like writing this, because I know you can, but will you like to Will it? you want to? That's exactly. The thing. A lot of the times, like I said, you have to hook yourself into it because when you're writing, it's you have to write the hook at the beginning of your first paragraph, or else your audience isn't going to re- want to read it. That sometimes is useful, but at the same time, it's who's going to want to read about the how a circle is a circle and I'm writing an essay about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's an obvious, like it's obvious. There's hooks. Now we're on the topic of hooks. um, Hooks have so much more like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why am I, why do you, why do you want to read this? Why do I have to make you read it? Why do I have to make you want to read it? And sometimes hooks, like they can like, something like
4: so random until you like actually read the story like you have to read it to understand
3: I remember when we were doing a literary analysis of the garden party my I helped my friend come up with a hook and it was just like Trump Biden which one did you vote for like that was that was a hook and it was just like see that question would catch most off guard but it's like a political question because we summed up that the garden party was about politics and that was just kind of one of those moments where it was like, had nothing to do with it, but you're still reading because it started off with exactly. something that got you. Difficult, but <laughs> yeah, difficult idea. So, with Nano, it's the entire thing is writing a novel within one month. Is there any problems that you find with the, just like that restriction, that restraint you oh, get yeah. with that? I feel like one month seems so small. It seems so,
4: like, like it does. Because you're gonna have to write over a thousand words per day.
3: And also, what holidays in November? Thanksgiving, which and, a, which a yeah. lot of people travel out, and that can get you off or see track family even more. or something. And
4: so I feel like the day before you had to write like over like like three thousand words that day, so a it's lot. like a lot. And also pile that onto like your other stuff because like doing sports, other classwork. There's so many other things that you can do. It's a
3: lot. I think Nano is a lot of dedication for one person, oh, yeah. but I think it's as long as you're enjoying it yourself. Then the dedication is worth it because you'll eventually come out with something that you enjoy yourself and you're proud to show to other people. Yeah, like I love writing, but like it's scary. Yeah, it can be. But I think looking towards like other classmates will definitely help people with nano. Just like oh yeah, looking for your neighbor and being like, hey, I don't know how to continue this sentence. Can you help me, buddy? Yeah, like I think I that had could definitely liberty benefit. help me earlier, even. And she was super helpful with it. It's and just looking for advice can help. Looking for a way to continue it can help. Just looking out for your, uh, for your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even, like, with this podcast,
4: we're helping kids from, like, all around, like, the world. Uh, and, like, we can just, like, oh, like,
3: do this and, like, help them and, like, not even know it. I'm pretty sure that's why, in general, NaNoWriMo was created. It's just the idea of knowing that you're not alone when you're doing this. That that term is used a lot, you're Mm -hmm. not alone. But it can actually, it can really help what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Just being like, I'm not the only one struggling through this. Yeah, (laughs) because I feel like I...
4: I'm like, I'm already super behind. And I don't think I am because it's September and we start in November. Yeah. But also, like, I noticed, like, some other people are doing, like, all these things. And I'm like, okay, maybe
3: not. I It's all right. We're good. Well, on that note, that is it for Sage Wisdom. Thank you for being with me, Haven. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And goodbye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Rolo's Writing Room is a production of the 8th Grade Advanced English Class at River Valley in beautiful Caledonia, Ohio. Starring Abby, Marissa, Liberty, and Sage. With special guests Haven, Jingle by Haven, music by Keith Whitty and artwork by Sage. We would also like to thank our lovely teacher Rolo and the staff of River Valley for making this possible. Shout out to Mr. Morrow, the director of the buildings and grounds, for shutting off the AC so we can provide you with best sound quality. See you next time.